So, if you haven't already turned there, turn to Matthew chapter 6. And in Matthew chapter 6, we're talking about the Lord's Prayer. And last week, we talked about being properly motivated in your righteousness, where you're not doing it to be seen by others. People are not a means to the end of you getting glory from other people looking at you. God is not a means to an end for you to get glory from people by, like, being religious. Additionally, we talked about how the point of prayer is intimacy with God, right? And today, we're talking about the Lord's Prayer. So last week, we said, you know, don't let your... Don't uh, heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. So that's last week. And now this week, Jesus is talking about positively, how do you pray? It's not just about how do you not pray, but it's about how do you actually pray? And so before I get into this, the Lord's Prayer is something that's often kind of butchered and it's misused, where people will like quote the Lord's Prayer as an empty set of words and they'll just say it into the air. Not at all what you should do. I want to ask, if you guys have ever, ever been in the classroom where the teacher has an icebreaker activity, where they're like, hey, I'm going to give you a set of questions. I want you to go to the people around you and ask them these questions, like get to know you activities. Has anyone ever done those? No. no. I see a few. I see some no's. So essentially, the way that it works is that you're in a room with a bunch of strangers. You don't know any of your classmates. And so the teacher wants to make it easier for you to have relationships with them by breaking the ice with some questions like, oh, where'd you grow up? Do you have any pets? What's your favorite color? Any hobbies? So that you can bond over those things. But could you imagine if like you were at a classroom with your best friend and you know this person so well, you've known this person for years, would you need them to provide you questions to ask them? Is he shaking heads? No. No, you wouldn't. Because you know them super well. You don't need someone to create icebreaker conversations. Well, when we're talking about the Lord's Prayer, it's really often that someone needs to start somewhere. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't know about the people in this room, but maybe like you haven't been praying for 20 years. Maybe you haven't known God for like, you know, decades. Maybe, just maybe, you sit down to pray and you don't know what to pray about. I've been in those situations, and I'm sure that all of us have been in those situations if we aren't currently there. So the Lord's Prayer is like Jesus giving you icebreaker questions. This isn't a thing to be quoted like a spell. This is something that's meant to guide your prayers. So as we're talking through this, we're doing something special. If you were there on Sunday, it's going to be very similar to what we did on Sunday, where we prayed through a psalm. And so today, we're going to actually pray through the Lord's Prayer, because I can tell you about prayer until I'm blue in the face, but you need to actually do it. Like, no matter how much you hear about prayer, actually praying is the best teacher. You need to learn how to talk to God. And so what we're going to do tonight is I'm going to go through the Lord's Prayer, I'm going to explain how you use the Lord's Prayer, and then we're going to periodically break up, and we're going to pray for a little bit, come back, talk a bit, pray for a little bit, come back, talk for a bit, and that's what we're going to be doing. And after that, we'll come together and we'll pray for each other. But this is the foundational thing. I'm just going to pray, um, read straight through it, I mean. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. It says, Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And when we look at this, like I said, this is not something for you to just quote into the air idly. Instead, this is a framework. These are the steps, the components of a prayer that you could think of like an outline. Where a few days ago, 
I was trying to pray, and like I sat down and I was like, this is a good time to pray. And I just, my mind was completely blank. I was like, I know I should be praying right now. I have no idea what to pray about. And so what I did is I thought about the Lord's Prayer. I said, okay, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And here's what that starts with. You'll notice on your handout, I have these broken up into groups. And we've kind of done this before when we were going through the spiritual discipline series. But practice is a good thing. I love repetition. But it says something to thank slash worship God for. As Christians, first and foremost, we are worshipers of God. We praise God. We love God. And in Romans 1, it says that one of the things that defines non-Christians is it starts with a lack of gratitude. They did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they suppressed the truth and became futile in their speculations. Like, we are worshipers of God. So when you pray and when you talk to God, you should thank him for stuff. Lord, thank you for the family you've given me. Thank you for the sports that you let me play. Thank you for the physical capabilities you've given me. Thank you for the school I get to go to. Like, what are the things in your life that God's given you? What are the things about God that you're thankful for? God, thank you for giving me your son. Thank you for giving me salvation. Thank you that you're good and that you're kind and that you're forgiving. So in this section, if you don't know what to pray about, pray about things you're thankful for, right? So before we move on, I want all of you guys to write down in your handout, what is something in your life that you have that God's given you that you're thankful for? What's something about God that you're grateful for? Write down a characteristic of God. Write down a thing that God's given you. And then we're going to break off for a few minutes. And each of us individually is going to pray about that thing. And then we're going to come back. So what you're doing right now is for the next about four minutes, you can write out what you want to pray to God about. And then you're going to break out and you're going to go individually and you're going to pray. That's why we're in this room because this is a larger room so we can all spread out a bit more. So time starts now. Boop. All right. Let's all come back up to the front. By the way, something I'm hoping that you notice. I'm hoping that these little prayer segments are feeling short. One of the cool things about this is that if you don't know how to pray for 15 minutes, praying through the Lord's Prayer can pretty easily get you at and past 15 minutes. It's a very good thing to like work out your prayer muscles. Okay. So something to thank God, worship God for. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. In verse 10, it says, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. So with this, one of the things also is that we are Christians, right? We're little Christs. We have been sent by Jesus into the world with a mission. One of the things that we actively want is to care about the things that God cares about. And when you pray for the things that God wants, when you ask him for those things, one of the things that does is it trains you to want the things God wants, which is important. But also, if you're praying for something God wants, you know that you're praying for a good thing. You don't have to wonder. It's like, oh, am I making a mistake? Am I praying the wrong way? It's like, if you're praying for something God wants, God wants it. Good for you. So if you're thinking and you're like, well, okay, I've talked to God about the things that I'm grateful for. I've talked to God about the things that I like about him. I still don't know what to pray about. Well, okay, look at your life and ask yourself, are there things in my life that I know are God's will? Are there things in my life that I know God wants me praying for? For example, God wants you praying for people in your church. When people are struggling, when people are sick, when people have injuries, one of the things that the church is supposed to do, and by the church I mean us, one of the things that we're supposed to do is pray for them. Pray that they'd be healed. Pray that God would teach them something through that situation. Pray that God would grow them through the suffering. 
Additionally, if you have non-Christian friends, if there's people around you, if you have non-Christian family, one of the things you're supposed to be praying about is that God would save them, knowing, by the way, that he can, that he wants to. So are there non-Christians that you can pray for their salvation? Are there Christians that you can pray for their growth or their struggling? Are there sin issues in your life that you know God wants to grow out of you? What are things in your life that you know God wants you to pray for? Pray for those things. So write out, are there non-Christians in your family? Are there non-Christians that you're friends with? Are there situations in your family where someone is injured? Are there situations in the church where someone's going through a hard time, like the death of a family member, or anything along those lines? Pray for them. So, with this, we're going to break off again. This time we'll do about three minutes. But write out, what is something that I know God wants me to pray for? What are things that I know are God's will? And by the way, to get better at that, you should read your Bible, because that's where you learn these kinds of things. How do I know what God wants me to pray for? He tells you. So what are things I know God wants me to pray for? Let's all spread out, and we'll spend the next few minutes praying about that. All right. Let's come back to the front, and it'll be on to the next thing. So it's our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. By the way, if you haven't memorized the Lord's Prayer, 10 out of 10 would recommend. I have, I have. <laughs> say, it, say it around the We should say it along with the to, For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I was just saying. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. So, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, one of the fundamental recognitions that happens here is if you have anything, who gave it to you? God. Yeah. James says that every good gift is, comes from above, from the uh, Father of lights, in whom there is no shifting shadow or variation due to change. So every good thing you have, including the food you eat, including the games you play, including the siblings you have, including any good thing you have, comes from God. Additionally, the things that you need in the future come from God. Later on, we're going to talk about anxiety, and Jesus talks about don't ask what will we eat or drink, what will we wear, for your Father knows that you need these things. God is the one who provides for our physical needs. And so you're supposed to actively pray for the things that you need. If you need to do well at school, you should pray for that. It's not a bad thing to pray for that. Like, it's not okay to pray for spiritual things, but bad to pray for secular things. Like, no, you're supposed to pray for all of it. This is God's world. And so you're supposed to pray for your needs. Like when I was searching for a job last year, I spent a lot of time praying for my job applications because I needed a job. And then God gave me a job and I thanked God for it. And it's like that wasn't a wrong thing to pray for. You're supposed to pray about your needs. But I want you to notice something else. It says, give us this day our daily bread. Why is Jesus not praying for tomorrow's bread? Why is he only praying for today? Any guesses? Ayo, that's right, because you're supposed to be praying every day. The assumption is I'm praying for today's bread today, and I'm going to pray for tomorrow's bread tomorrow. (laughs) And so one of the things you see from this is that you're supposed to be praying consistently. Consistent prayer is crucial. If you're going to grow in any relationship, it comes from constantly talking to that person, and God's not different. If you're going to grow in your relationship with God, it's going to come out of constant time spent with him. So pray every day and pray for your needs. Anytime you don't pray for something, it means that you think you can do it without God. 
one of my resolutions is that one of my resolutions is that there's nothing that I won't pray for because I think that I can handle it, and there's also no situation that I won't go into because I'm afraid that I can't handle it, but instead that in every situation I'm going to pray for God's strength and let him put me where he wants to. There is nothing so small that you can do without God's help. So that means that there's nothing out of bounds for you to pray for. So for this one, what do I need? Pray for my needs. What's going on at school? What's going on in your family? What's going on in, uh, I don't know, other stuff. What are the genuine needs that you have, whether it be the food you're eating, the place that you're living, the clothes that you wear, stuff at school, anything else? What are the, quote, secular things that you need God's help with? Write that out. It's not wrong to pray for that. You should pray for that. So with that, let's break off again for a few more minutes. Pray for your daily bread. Pray for your needs. All right, let's come back to the middle. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. One of the other things that is common in the Christian life is sin. You're probably going to have to pray about sin more often than you're going to have to pray about your daily bread. (laughs) And so it's important that when you talk to God, think about, okay, what are the sin issues in my life? Am I being disrespectful to my parents? Am I being mean to my siblings? Am I being lazy with school stuff? I'm looking at random people. I'm not implying that these are the things. Adelaide, you should really pray about your school stuff. No, like... (laughs) (laughs) But like, what are the sin issues that you struggle with? Wait, what did you say? I'm here, aren't I? Um. <laughs> wow, John, you just got called out by a sixth grader. I know, that's, uh, that's pretty, that's quite the burn right there. I'll have to go repent about that later. Um, what do you say? You're a weeb. A weeb? I am a weeb. Proud weeb right here. Um, <laughs> anyways, so, uh, speaking of being a weeb, we need to pray about our sins, and <laughs> so, and forgive us our debts. As we have forgiven our debtors. So one of the things you should notice, by the way, let's rein it in. One of the things you should notice is that this implies that you are being very forgiving to the people around you. Like, if you really realize what you're praying when you say these words, it's kind of scary, man. Because the way that I want God to forgive me is absolutely not the way that I typically forgive other people. So this is also a prayer for your own forgiveness. This is partially a prayer of humility, man. And repentance often is. And the issue with the Christian life is that as you go on, you're going to find that you need to pray about sin far more often than you would have liked. So all of us have sin in our life. When something happens that was sinful, pray about it right then. And if you're sitting down to pray and you don't know what to pray about, think about your life, man. Odds are you're going to be able to find a sin in your life pretty easily, whether it be a pattern or a specific behavior that you haven't repented for yet. So for this one, I would advise not writing this one down on your handout in case someone sees that handout, but you can do it later. Uh, So let's break off into individuals. Pray about sin in your life, man. Repent. Ask God to forgive you. Ask God to humble you and ask God to strengthen your forgiveness of others. All right. I hope that was enough time to pray for all of the sin in your life. Uh, (laughs) Because it wasn't for me.
all right. So, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And one of the cool things about this is that you'll see that the Lord's Prayer is kind of like bookended with God's will. What do I mean by that? The first thing you're saying is, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. You're saying, God, I want the world to function the way that you want it to function. I want the things that you want. And then at the end of the prayer, you're saying, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So in the beginning, you're saying, God, let your will be done. And then at the end, you're saying, God, help me not to be someone who's acting against your will. Help me not to do the things you don't want me to do. Help me not to be part of the problem, right? And the issue is, it's not just that we're repenting for the sin that we've already committed, but we're also praying for our future sin. If there's something in your life that is an ongoing struggle, and you know, I struggled with this yesterday, I'm going to struggle with it tomorrow. And also, I'm probably going to struggle with it in the next few minutes. Like, if there's something like that going on in your life, you're supposed to be praying about it. One of the main ways that you're supposed to fight against sin is by asking God to help you. So identify in your own life, what are some things that are going to be difficult? And it's not even just sin, but it's challenging situations. Things are going to stretch you, hurt you, move you. Is there something coming up in your life that you are nervous about? Because it's going to hurt. Or is there a struggle in your life that you know you're going to be tempted soon? In both cases, you should pray about it, man. You might not be in the future, but God is right? So pray about it. So let's break off for another couple minutes. All right, let's come on back. Again, I'm hoping these are feeling short, but also by now we've prayed for 3, 7, 10, 12, 14. So cumulatively, we've already prayed for about 15 minutes. There's a lot of people that that's a lot longer than their average prayer. So just going through this, it's a pretty easy way to actually like work out your prayer muscles, right? We've seen that. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Here's the thing I want you to notice. In all of these situations, we've been breaking off and we've been praying individually for our own lives. But I want you to pay attention to something. Our Father in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. What do you notice about the pronouns? It's multiple people. That is exactly correct. So one of the things that's important is that as a church, we're supposed to pray together. In the book of Acts, for example, you see that all the time. So you are supposed to pray individually. Jesus says, go into your private room and pray where no one sees, and your Father who sees in secret will see you and reward you. And yet, it's also expected that we pray together. So in all of these situations, we've been praying for our own needs, but what I want you to do for the remainder of the night, you're going to pair up, and we're going to have to go pretty quick because we're almost out of youth group, but we're going to pair up, and each of you is going to ask someone else, what can I pray for you about? It can be any of these categories, but I want you guys to pair up real quick and pray for each other.
Again, I'm sure that you're noticing these are very short time slots. It's not like, you know, follow through the Lord's Prayer. You could probably pray for a half hour pretty easy. Right? Working out that prayer muscles. So with that, when you're doing the Lord's Prayer, don't say the Lord's Prayer like a spell. It's not some magic words that make good things happen and send good vibes your way, like no bro. So instead, notice that it's like a template. And at a certain point, you're not going to need it anymore. Where it's kind of like training wheels. And I mean, hey, even if you pray all the time and you get really good at it, there might be situations where you just don't know what to pray about and then you got it to go back to. But this is meant to help you get acquainted with God. This is meant to help you start learning how to talk to God. So use it like that. It's an extremely valuable tool. Jesus gave it to us. So let's bow our heads, pray it out. (sighs) Father, thank you for teaching us how to pray. It's such an important part of our life. It's the relationship that we have with you. I pray that you would help us to pray to you and to do that in a real way that we wouldn't speak empty words into an empty room, but that we would talk to our God. I pray that the Lord's Prayer would be a useful tool for all of us to learn how to talk to you. Lord, I pray that this would be a habit that each of us is able to build into our life where we are genuinely able to pray. Strengthen us in that, just like you strengthen us in everything else. And Lord, I pray that your will would be done. I pray these things in the name of our King Jesus Christ. Amen.